we study God's word at music camp and God commands us to sing as to let his word dwell in us richly in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. We're to worship him musically. We're to proclaim his word musically. And so we want to train up our, our students, our children, to be able to sing skillfully with music, to understand what they're doing. The Bible says sing with understanding. But it's all couched in studying God's word, growing up as Christian worshipers. The default in our culture today is to be a music consumer. We are conditioned by the age we live in and the technology we have to be people who listen to music and it's an important part of our life. But we have lost something that our forefathers knew, which was being active participants in music. It used to be if you wanted music, you had to make the music. And now we, we just press a button. But uh, these students uh, are learning through the course of their time at music camp not to be music consumers, but to be active participants in making music. So not only to learn how to sing well, how to understand music as it's written on a page and how it comes together in a group environment, but to be able to take those experiences and have them be the seeds that are planted for their involvement their whole life in the musical life of the church. We want these students to be the next wave of worshipers in the church who know how to sing to God. I'm opening up from the jump. You know, I'll let you open up from the jump today. You know why? Why? Because your psalm doesn't actually have a song that we could play. I know. So it, it is sad. This is the weirdest beer. This is the weirdest beer in Psalms Wednesday we've ever had on the show. We're doing it. Pastor hey, y'all, welcome to Cross Baltic. Pastor Toby's not here. You Marcus Pittman is here. I'm here. Musical song. Chocolate Knox. I'm the water boy. It's good to be with you. We can oh, open it now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. you do. I, I start. I, I always start off the show because I'm I'm actually doing the psalm today because Pastor Toby's not here, and uh, uh, but I'm um, I'm I'm starting off. But I got I got two plugs before we get into things. We got, we got um, two. I'm gonna get there in a minute. This is a weird. day. This is a weird show. Oh man. But get, let me get through these plugs first. The first okay. this year, our Fight Life Feast conference is at the Ark Encounter in Kentucky on the politics of six day creation. The politics of six day creation is the difference between a fixed standard of justice. And a careening standard of justice. If you don't have six-day creation, you don't have justice. Mm. Oh, man. I like whoever wrote this ad. The politics of six-day creation establishes the authority and sufficiency of God's word for all of life. From what is a man or a woman, when does human life begin, and how is human society best organized? Um, uh, for those who don't know everything about the schedule, it starts on Wednesday and ends on Thursday. Yeah. We're actually kicking Wednesday off, beer and psalms off at this kind of rodeo area, just right on the edge of the Ark Encounter. Okay. It's, it's a pretty sweet facility. And we're, we're going to have- Starts on Wednesday, ends on Thursday? On Saturday. Okay. It's Saturday. Yeah. No, you said Thursday. I was like, that's short conference. That's a, yeah. Wednesday. Did I say Thursday? Yeah, you said Thursday. Did I say Thursday, Neil? He's wrong. I said Thursday. Oh, wow. Yeah. Starts on Wednesday, ends on Saturday. There we go. There we go. And we put time in the calendar for everyone to go and experience the Art Encounter, Creation Museum, and all that stuff. Pastor Wilson speaking, Pastor Toby, Ken Ham, Dr. Gordon Wilson, and we got some other surprises coming. I got a question. Are Pew Pew? Folks speaking to, I just wondered if, if pew, we, pew. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, are they, are they going to be there talking? Cause you know, we, we kind of talked about, it, but we did yeah, confirm. So we we didn't did have a business oh, okay. meeting. We didn't All have right. a business meeting. All right. Just All right. Me. Secondly. So go to, go to fightlifefeast.com, sign up for that conference. 
it uh, at at this point it looks like it's gonna be sold out. We're really excited to have a couple yeah. thousand people at the Ark Encounter with us. It's a very family oriented uh, uh, conference, so we hope to see you there. Uh, and more details coming. Um, now I love this is my favorite kind of plug. Church okay. plant plugs. Oh yes, yeah. I love these. So we get church plants. We love to f- uh, plug your church for free. Question. Yeah. Baptist Church, Presbyterian Church. Well, I mean, it doesn't re- matter. I mean, plug both. <laughs> I mean, 689 Westminster Confession. We'll take them both. I'll take them. Yeah, we'll take I'll them take both. Them. Yeah, we love that's, you guys. That's right. That's right. We'll, we'll plug you. We plug Tom Askell. Hey, if they still around after our trans-Baptist comments, I love them. Yeah, yeah. I love <laughs> yeah, we love them both. <laughs> plug them to death. Cross-politicians. <laughs> they ain't that's, the problem. That's actually oh, in the plug. That's actually in the plug. We need your help down in Jacksonville, Florida. Mm. Like many areas beneath the buckle of the Bible Belt, our city is one which boasts of great numbers of professing Christians. But what impact are they making? Are the flames of the gospel being tended to? Or has the love of Christ grown cold? Help us to be the conduit of a great fire for Christ here in North Florida. I like that. If you live in the Jacksonville area, reach out to us on Facebook at Jack's C-R-E-C Plant. Jack's J-A-X C-R-E-C Plant. That's C-R-E-C Communion of Reformed Evangelical CREC plant. Wait, that's or, a 1689 inside the CREC? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, yeah. I don't know if there's 1689. I'm, oh, the, the, but the Reformed CREC can be either one. It can be 1689 or Westminster. So, oh, I, like, I like so y'all. I like y'all. Um, or uh, you can email them at plant. That's jacks, J-A-X, plant at gmail.com. Share this with folks that you know who'd be interested in supporting, especially if they listen to Cross Politics. Ooh. For the glory of God and the discipleship of Jacksonville. So, Church plant happening down there. Connect with Cheers, them. Even if, even if you are, even, maybe if you got people in the area, connected to the area, connect with them. Uh, if you got friends in the area, send them that. Send them that way. All that stuff. It it, it sounds like good. Good. They guys are not trans Baptists. Lori Lightfoot. Yeah. She's not going to be mayor uh, of Chicago nah, nah. anymore. No, 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 no. Goodbye. Goodbye. So so she lost re-election. Yeah. And and now their election goes to a runoff, meaning the top two people, she was number three. Oops, yeah. Didn't make the cut. Didn't make the cut. She's number three. The top two people are uh, one's a black man and one's a white one. Brandon man. Johnson. That's kind of more important than just being a black man and a white man, although that is yeah, some we, of the We have optics. to say it to set up the video here. Okay, you know? so you got, Brand, you got yeah. Brandon Johnson, who is yeah. a progressive Cook County commissioner who is still in, and then Paul Vallis. I think I said his name right. He's a former Chicago public schools chief. Mm. Uh, the two are advancing into the runoff of Chicago's mayoral race. So you kind of have like a teacher's union and the police union left in the oh, in the race two mob bosses <laughs> interesting two <laughs> mob bosses that's right for the record though this is the first time in 40 years that a standing mayor did not win re-election yeah Lori Lightfoot Lori Lightfoot did, did this is the first it. time yeah. first time in 40 years she was so bad Chicago wouldn't even re-elect her <laughs> which is dang dang so bad so but the reason why she says that she wasn't re-elected was because of you guessed it racism race. Uh, how much of this do you think might have to do with the fact that you're a woman and partic- specifically a black woman? About 99% of it. <laughs> Expand on that. <laughs> well, I mean, look, look at my predecessors. Um, did, did people say that Rich Daly um, held, uh, you know, uh, a tea sessions uh, with people that he didn't disagree on? Uh, Rahm Emanuel was a polite um, guy who was a, a uniter? No. Women and people of color are always held to a different standard. I understand that. I've known that my whole life. And the Tribune or whoever can write what they want. What I'm doing is fighting for the residents of the city. 
I'm an advocate. I'm going to continue fighting. Um, obviously, we need to be focused on uniting people as much as we can. But I, I was elected and ran on disrupting the status quo. And when you disrupt the status quo, you are going to make um, people uncomfortable. So, Marcus, you are a guest here. Thank she you for shaking. being here. Yeah. She's shaking. You get you get first right of refusal on this clip to speak before we jump in <laughs> yeah. and say our piece. So, well, go ahead. I say the victim mentality just runs deep, right? Yeah, they they have no personal responsibility for their failures. Yeah. It's always, well, I'm a woman. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm black. black. Yeah, yeah, what, whatever. Lesbian. Like there, there's no, there's no just. I was a terrible mayor. <laughs> <laughs> and I that. lost fair Objectively and square. Objectively speaking. Objectively speaking, I was a yeah. terrible mayor and I lost fair and square and and I, I deserved uh, to be beaten by two mob bosses. So, so but in 2019, Chicago wasn't racist or race wasn't a problem and now it's a problem? Because she won in 2019. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't a problem then, now I, it is? I don't think she helped her case at all in any of the ways she's using logic. So whatever the case they were in 2019, they's like, let's elect um, a female, a woman mayor who's a lesbian publicly and who is black as our mayor. And whatever taste that she left in their mouth over that two years made them say, patooey. Yeah, I mean, they, they, <laughs> okay, not doing just, that again. She just, ruined, she just ruined lesbians for the next 40 whatever, years of winning Chicago. Whatever intersectional pie she again. made, yep. whatever intersectional pie she made, they didn't like she the taste of it. She set them back. Yeah. <laughs> she set lesbians back. She set them back. But that's one of the things she's not saying. You know, maybe she should have thought about the fact when she told everybody that they can't party, that they can't go out, and then they see her get a haircut, going or to get her haircut yeah. and go to the beautician, and instead of saying sorry, she's like, "Listen, I'm the mayor. <laughs> I gotta I mean, get my I, hairdo. I, my job requires me. She actually said yeah. these requires yeah. me to have a certain sort of look. And it's like, well, what about my job? Yeah. And she she basically, uh, what was that Hunger Games? She basically did Hunger Games right in front of us. Yeah. And yeah. right in front of the people, and whatever the whatever Chicago's been, I don't think Chicago is getting anything better, right? No. I don't think they're getting out of it. So they might no. be, everybody's like, Lori Lightfoot is gone. But, I mean, do you know what you have still yeah. to pick from? This isn't this isn't good. Right. I don't it's know. Pub, it's, public it's, educator's not getting it. I mean, we got Hulk. Remember, we lost Cuomo. Yeah. And we right. got Hulkle. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. I don't and think. She, she's, uh, she's worse than and, Cuomo. Exactly. And so, but I don't know if Chicago is getting a win here. Some people are like, oh, win's a win. I'm like, I yeah. don't know if this is a win yeah. because I know where all her traps are, right? Yeah. I know where all her problems are. And whatever Chicago's about to get, it, you got teachers' union who yeah. are in front of you, and you have police unions who are in front yeah. of you. Yeah. And so it's. That's it's, the worst of the worst in it, running a city. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so. We'll see what happens with with May, uh, uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot next. I think she's probably going to run for president in the next eight years. So, so here's here's where you have that conversation with your kids before we move forward in the show. Oh yeah, it, you know we're 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 going to talk about vaccines. Uh, so this this is why we're playing in yeah. the show on Rumble right now in our app and not YouTube. Um, but this this part uh, there's a lot of information out there um, related to vaccines and private parts. So we're going to go there. And this part of the show, we got some number of video clips to show you. Nothing graphic, um, all descriptive. Uh, so we just kind of want to, you know, pause it, maybe listen to it first, and then go back and listen to it with your kids. It's all important information to know, um, but that's where we're going to yeah, go. Yeah, so, so. Th there's been a lot of – we've been hesitant. At least I've been hesitant to have the whole conversation because there's a lot to be had on the vaccine fallout, the yeah. uh, VAERS and stuff like that. I actually want to get Dr. Ryan Cole on. Dr. Yeah. Ryan Cole, we had him on in the very beginning of the pandemic yeah. before anybody really knew who he was. Yeah. And we had him on. He was started saying stuff in the first year after the with the vaccine rollout. Hey, yeah. I'm seeing some things that looks like it's going to cause cancer, that looks yeah. like it's going to deplete yeah, the uh, right. the immune system. And that was early on yeah. when they had, you know, 
uh, and he had a lab. He had a lab. Well, he was the one that Dr. Ryan Cole, in case you forgot, was the one who was doing almost all most of the testing here in Idaho for the uh, whether or not people had Mm COVID-19. Right. And so he was the first person who's like, hey, listen, COVID-19, get some vitamin D, get some zinc, get some A. Uh, If you're black, you're going to need a lot more of it because the pigment of your skin actually hides a lot of the vitamin D that gets to your your body. So double dose, maybe, you know. And so he was the first person on this. So here is Dr. Tina Pierce. Now, she is a specialist in menopause and in women's health. Okay. okay? And she is basically rolling out the fact that when they did, the, the, uh, when, what was it? What was the Trump called it? Um, where he steamrolled, not steamrolled, but um, warp speed. Yeah, warp, warp speed. Operation warp speed. You got to yep. remember, yeah. we didn't just get this from Biden. Yeah, right? we got this okay? from Trump. We got this from mm-hmm. Trump. Project warp speed, mm-hmm. this was part of that. They did not do any fertility studies on the vaccine. You will see that they didn't do any fertility studies. Pages 16 to 21 are of particular interest for people to look at if they're interested. Um, they did no fertility studies and, um, and they didn't even do fertility studies in animals. It wasn't, they were exempt, which is most peculiar. Um, they didn't do any studies in uh, pregnant women and yet it was pushed on pregnant women. We know from the Pfizer studies themselves, they said to the women in the studies, you must not get pregnant, you must use contraception, you mustn't get pregnant under any circumstances. And human nature being what it is, 25 women did get pregnant. And out of the 25 pregnancies, there were 15 miscarriages, which means that's 58% miscarriage rate for women who were vaccinated and became pregnant. And out of the nine babies that were born, five had congenital abnormalities. So this is a complete disaster, absolute disaster. And we've seen miscarriage and stillborn baby rates go up enormously, actually. In Scotland, the normal rate is two in a thousand, and it's gone up to 4.9 in a thousand, which is the highest level for over 10 years. More than double. Yeah. did we we cut the other clip that longer clip didn't we? We did. Okay, that's yeah. that's fine. We, we let's put this let's put it in the notes. There's another clip um, that we have, and we'll put it in the notes and link to it so you can hear it. Basically, um, she walks through all of the uh, adverse effects to taking the vaccine that happens to men and their genital parts, particularly their penis. Yeah. And she walks <laughs> through all of the you know the. The 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 don't scarring. we have some of that with Doctor Tina? Yeah, Pierce I'm gonna. Coming up I'm, well, no, that's who. It, uh, no, no, she's already said what she said. This, she's dealing with the woman side of this, right? This, so fertility for women, oh, oh, okay. right? Okay. Um, we'll put that link inside of the notes because it's a four minute clip. Yeah, we want you to listen to it. But man, I, I think if guys knew, hey, listen, it's I don't know what the numbers exactly are, but let's just say like it's ten thousand and and ten or fifty. Mm-hmm. And you say, hey, you know, you might have this thing growing on your penis that might explode. <laughs> might be cancerous. That, that might be cancerous. Yeah. Yeah. Not so. We don't really quite know all the fallouts. We just yeah. wanted you to know. But, you know, it's only 10 and 10,000. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, roll the, I don't think there's a guy who's like, oh, I'll take those odds against the flu. Mm. Mm. You know not, what I mean? Not like, me. Like, and so. But, but, no, like, men, men vax rates would have gone down. Significantly, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I'll get vaxxed to keep my job, but I'm not going to get vaxxed if it's going to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They'd you know? rather die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So a lot of them would rather die. Yeah. They take the risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we'll deal. With it. Exactly. I'll deal with the flu. Yeah, I'll deal with the flu. I'll go for a while. I'll take my vitamin D, like Ryan Cole said. But so it's not just potential, um, uh, you know, scarring and things that can happen. It's also 
dealing with the idea of whether whether you can reproduce. Yeah. So um, pathologist uh, Professor Arne Burkhart, who is renowned, everybody he's he's got a lot of uh, published research in in, in journals. Uh, a lot of people don't want to touch some of the stuff he's dealing with now, but he has a whole like 30, 40 minute presentation. This is also in the app as well. We're going to have a link to it, but I just want you to listen to the two minutes. This is the two minutes that there's more to it, but two minutes that shocked me. This paper, it shows that uh, actually we could confirm that the spike protein is produced in the deltoid muscles where the vaccine is uh, is. Uh, 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 administered, injected, but we could uh, show it in almost all organs, more or less uh, explicitly. And here you see a case uh, where we show the testes, and uh, you you can see that uh, in this 28-year-old man who had a healthy son. Uh, and who died 140 days after injection, the spike protein is strongly expressed in the uh, uh, spermatogenic uh, organ in the testes, and you can see there are almost no spermatocytes in here, but uh, and uh, it's strongly expression of uh, uh, spike protein in the spermatogenic tissue. So. Uh, uh, also in elder persons, this is an old man, and you can see he has also a strong expression in the sper spermatogonia. There's no, uh, not one single spermatozoan in this, uh, and a strong expression of the spike protein. So if I may make a personal comment, uh, this is not a scientific comment, uh, if I were a woman in fertile age, I would not plan a motherhood from a person, from a man who has been vaccinated, oh, unless... You don't clap here. You let that man finish, okay? Just let him finish. I think these pictures are very disturbing, very disturbing for me. Wow. Well, where is he at? Where is he speaking at? You know, I don't remember. I don't. Okay. Yeah. But the whole link is inside of the Fight, Laugh, Feast app. Download the app. If, get the link to this yeah. and watch the whole 38 minutes. Yeah. For, for those time. who are audibly listening, he was just showing pictures of how, like, the spike protein was taking over the sperm count of a 28-year-old man and then an older 70-ish year old. It looks like, like 85 is what that. 85-year-old uh, man. So, and and I, so they're just showing visually what that looked like. It's pretty crazy. I trust his research and work. He's smarter than I am. I get that. But I still want to know what is 85 year old man sperm can actually look like i'd like to see the comparison between yeah, that that's right that's good and point. then what yeah, it looks like after he's been vaccinated yep. uh -huh. and a typical 28 year old man yeah. um who has i mean i want uh randomized i want to know randomized control testing on this what's mm -hmm. the you know uh what's the what does it look like for the average man who hasn't been vaccinated right. to have a sperm count at 28 mm -hmm. um and then versus a man who has been vaccinated now was it interesting he said that this man died 128 days after being vaccinated yeah, i believe like what he said 140 but it's you know, I remember when we was talking to Steve Days when early on when we started talking about the vaccines and what the people who were behind them wanted to do. One of the things I remember Steve Days bringing up is I'm not surprised, or no, it was Jordan Vaughn. Jordan Vaughn brought this up. He said it's interesting to me that the people who are trying to say that we have too many folks on the planet want to reduce the human uh, population happens to be the ones who are absolutely behind the vaccine yeah, and pushing Bill Gates. It. Right. He's pushing right. depopulation. Right. Um, and so 
you know, for what it's, I don't even know. So all this is happening right now. You have the, where we're right about the Wuhan virus. <laughs> That's happening. That's a good time to be a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> well, not anymore. There are no conspiracies yeah, anymore. Right. That's, that's... <laughs> <laughs> you got to find new conspiracies because all of them are coming true. And and so I'm waiting to see. The reason I haven't been talking about some of this is I'm waiting to see what's going to be the, the, the outcry, right? Mm-hmm. What's going to be, are people going to have the same sort of attitude about um, love your neighbor, wear a mask. Is that same sort of energy going to be there for you tried to kill us with the vaccines and mask mandates? Is that going to be on the other side? Because this stuff, we actually have legal proof now that mm-hmm. we can bring to a court. Mm-hmm. And this is Steve Dace's book, The Fourth Reich. This, we need the Nuremberg trials yeah. number two. Yeah. This is the, the yeah. most important thing to a government is its people's health and safety yeah. so that they can continue to have more people to create more wealth and have more jobs and more be, a bless, and, right. and be able to bless yeah, each yeah. other, right? When well, they have incentive there. That's all I'm saying there. <laughs> well, they should, they should. financial incentive. <laughs> but when okay, something like this it. happens, you know, they should be the first ones to say, whoa, whoa, right. not not our people. This is this is dangerous. And so anyway, but also like, I mean, the media should be covering this. They should be talking about this. Where's the journalists at? Right. That are talking to all these scientists doing this research. And, well, and aggregating it all YouTube. together. I, th- I think. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, we got again censored from YouTube. Yeah, yeah, we're we're I, think, I think some of them are having yeah. that conversation, and some of them, some of them aren't. You know, um, I'm not. Uh, look, the only reason that I was able to find these things, I, I am finding f- this kind of stuff far more mm-hmm. easier than I was before in the beginning of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Right? This is, no, that's I, this true. is allowed that is true. to be yeah. in some it's, places. It is being more discussed. It is being more that discussed. We're seeing a lot more research on it. Um, and so, for what it's worth, I just want to. I, I, I just want to send everybody to the app, download and watch this, and make your own decisions about it. I'm still coming to conclusions. I don't want that stuff yeah. uh, anywhere. Yeah. You know, I got. I'm thinking about my grandkids. Right now, I am at the place where I'm like, "Hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you, sir. What's your name? Great. Have you been vaccinated? <laughs> <laughs> Show me your cards. Show, right. That's, like, that's because now my progeny. This yeah. is this is what's you're at yeah. risk of ruining the Shannon name yeah. from continuing on because you went and got vaccinated. Everybody's like, "Oh, that's no, it's not silly." Well, I wonder what's going to happen, like the whole donor blood clinic stuff. Yeah, you know, I, that's all the blood thing. donations that happen. Yeah. You know. Are are you going to have Vax blood and well, non-vax I think about blood? that all the time because I've had open heart surgeries. Yeah. So I've had to have blood. Do you, you have to have it when you have open heart surgery? Uh-huh. So I was like, well, if I ever have to have another surgery, like what kind of blood are they going to give me? I, I've Ooh. been reading articles. It's and a completely valid question. Unvaccinated wow. blood is a huge value right now in the market. A lot of people want it. Gosh, right? It so sounds like not, a science fiction dystopia. It, yeah. yeah. It and really that's, does. That's, that's where we really are. You got to add to read. Yep. Go ahead, Marcus. Okay. I'm gonna read that. I love I love having so, our guests come on. You, you got to compete with James White, man. <laughs> where are we? Where Where is my? Just start. Ad? Just start yeah. using. Oh, is that? I don't have it, an ad. Yeah, it is. Lore TV is a new streaming platform. No, it's <laughs> like Netflix Kickstarter. <laughs> no, it's right there. Accountable baby. to you. Using, using a, a smartphone. smartphone. Okay, that's right. Using a smartphone or computer opens the door to a host of digital temptations in a world saturated with pornography and other harmful content. <clears throat> what's a Christian to do? We need to take a proactive approach, welcome, welcoming transparency in our digital media choices. And Accountable to You makes that easy. Their accountability software shares detailed activity reports from all your devices and your kids' devices in real time to the accountability partners that you choose. With accountability in place, your family can effectively guard against temptations online and live 
with purity and integrity. Learn more and try it free at accountabletoyou.com slash FLF. I think I think James White would have did that way better. And, <laughs> you know, Marcus is just like, I just want to get this over with. I just want to get this. Let's I go. Just get this Let's go. Oh, Marcus like, a- I would. I already have accountable to you. I would have went and got it again if James White was reading it. But you, I don't know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the psalm, or should I say song of today, you Exodus could, chapter 15, 1 through 19. You find one that was a... a I know, okay, I know, well, but, but there's a reason for this. All right. Okay, reason. The song of Moses, Exodus chapter 15, 1 through 19. Did you know that the that Moses actually wrote a couple psalms? Yeah, 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 a couple. Um, and possibly more, he wrote a couple songs, or psalms, in the Old Testament, and uh, Psalm 90 specifically in, the, in, in, uh, in, in psalms. Uh, some scholars even think that he actually wrote Psalm 90 through 100. Okay. Psalms, but but specifically, um, 90 is whatever is helps explicitly, your case. Is, I'm just saying it's, it's okay. possible. You know, but but I mean scholars. Do we, what do we call scholars these days? I don't even know. I don't even. I don't trust scholars. I don't trust doctors. I don't trust. You know. You can identify however you want. Yeah. Right? Whatever. <laughs> the first song Moses wrote was found in Exodus chapter 15 after God delivered Israel from Egypt and brought them through the Red Sea. This song, also known as the Song of the Sea, mm. the Song of the Sea. Because Red Sea. But first, um, let's get back to the moment and recall what that God delivered Israel through mir- miraculous plagues that literally destroyed Egypt's economy. I mean, infrastructure, yeah. everything, including their firstborn sons, their king, their army. I mean, God destroyed a superpower, took, yeah. them, took them down. Exodus chapter 14, verse 30, right before this song happens, uh, uh, Moses puts it this way. So the Lord saved Israel that day. Out of the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Thus Israel saw the great work which the Lord had done in Egypt, so the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. What an amazing contrast. Mm. After this deliverance, after this salvation, uh, this deliverance, Moses responds the only way we should respond when God delivers um, in, in this mighty way, through praise and song. Imagine... Crossing the Red Sea. Step into that moment. You cross the Red Sea on dry land. You turn around, and then you see your slave masters, the superpowers of that time, crushed in the waves behind you. Well, preach, preacher. And lifting up your hands to God, saying verses, you know, saying these verses. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of bring the the song in here now. This is what Moses said. I will sing to the Lord, for He has triumphed gloriously. The horse and its rider He has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song. He has become my salvation. He is my God. I will praise him. My father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army, he is cast into the sea. His chosen captains also are drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them. They sank to the bottom like a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, has become a glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, has dashed the enemy in pieces. And the greatness of your excellence have overthrown those rose against you. You sent forth your wrath. It consumed them like stubble. And the blast of your nostrils, get that, the blast of your nostrils, the waters were gathered together. Just God just breathed out of his nose and the waters were gathered together. The flood stood upright like a heap. The depths congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide and spoil the spoil. My desire shall be satisfied on them. I will draw my sword. My hand shall destroy them. That's what God's enemy said in that moment. And yet, God, you blew with your wind. The sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. When you consider our God, 
the God of the Bible, the God of all creation. There's truly no one like him. No one writes the stories he writes. No one fights the way he fights. No one creates the way he creates. No one delivers mm. the way he delivers, which is why Satan couldn't even see the fact that he was killing Jesus and that Jesus' death and resurrection was going to be the salvation of the world and the defeat of Satan. Most Moses and all of Israel just experienced this wonder, which is why Moses goes on to say in verses 11 through 13, he says, Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? You stretch out your right hand, the earth swallowed them. You and your mercy have led forth the people who you have redeemed. You have guided them in your strength to your holy habitation. And then Moses finishes the chapter this way. He says, the people will hear and be afraid. Sorrow will take hold of the inhabitants of Philistia. The chiefs of Edom will be dismayed. The mighty men of Moab, trembling, will take hold of them. All the inhabitants of Canaan will melt away. Fear and dread will fall on them. By the greatness of your arm, they will be still. Uh, they will be as still as a stone. Till your people pass over, O Lord. Till the people pass over whom you have purchased. You will bring them in the plant. Excuse me. You will bring them in and plant them in the mountain of your inheritance, in the place of, uh, in the place, O Lord, which you have made for your own dwelling. The sanctuary, O Lord, which your hands have established, the Lord shall reign forever and ever. For the Lord, for the horses of Pharaoh, and he wraps it up this way. For the horses of Pharaoh went with his chariots and his horsemen into the sea. The Lord brought back the waters of the sea upon them, but the children of Israel went on dry land in the midst of mm. the sea. Now, a little beer. When God delivers his people, he really delivers them. We go from slavery to freedom. We go from depths of despair to the paths of green pastures. We go from death to life. We go from disgraced sinners to forgiven children of God. We go from slavery in Egypt. We go through the Red Sea. We go through the dry land. But this only happens because God fights for you. God fights for his people. God brings the wrath of his waters on his enemies and pulls us out on, and places us on the dry land of his fertile blessings. Of course, the slavery in Egypt and the passing through the Red Sea is a type that points to the salvation that Jesus accomplished on the cross. And it's a beautiful, you know, redemption narrative there. Um, Israel was truly delivered from slavery and you were truly delivered from the ultimate slavery of your own sin and bondage. A far greater feat and deliverance than being delivered out of Egypt. Mm. When the lame was lowered down to Jesus in the house, Jesus did not first, you know, uh, heal the heal the physical elements of that lame person. Jesus first said, when he was lowered down through the ceiling, Jesus first said, your sins are forgiven. And then everybody in the room was like, no, you can't do that. And Jesus responded and said, which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven or get up and walk? Which is easier? To, which is easier for you? To be delivered from slavery in Egypt or to be delivered from your own sins, from the slavery of your own sins? One last point here. Of course, God fights to deliver you from slavery. And at the same time, God uses men and women. Hebrews 11 is full of this. God using men and women for great things. And so God uses men. God uses us. He, he'll use you and, and, and he'll use men and women in our lives to be the mouth of God in our lives. Think of, think of your friends, your pastors, your mom, dad, so many others. You know, Moses was used. God used Moses greatly to deliver Israel out of Egypt. As Christians were called to fight, to fight sin, evil, Satan, and all his effects. So when God fights, he uses people. He uses you. Uh, he uses Moses, you know, Abraham, King David. Uh, and, and don't forget that he uses you. 
Now, of course, it's it's all God's grace. It's all God working in you and through you, and it's all his strength working in you to will and to do for his good pleasure. And But it's your job to let God use you in such a way that it's obvious that God is the one fighting. And this applies practically to your job and your success at your job, to your family, and God's blessing on your children, to your ministry, and so forth. God puts on the whole... And so, you know, so I want to encourage you to go put on the whole armor of God. God doesn't drive parked cars. He drives people. And let God use you how he sees fit. Don't don't live out your faith like a helicopter mom trying to make sure no arms get broken and no knees get bloodied. Too many churches and ministries and businesses, Christian businesses, Christian colleges, they play it safe. Look what they did through this whole pandemic. How many churches played it safe? How many Christian businesses played it safe? Because they're scared to lose their ministry, their business, their college, whatever. Don't live safe lives. Now, you know, hear Hebrews chapter 11. Hear the end of Hebrews chapter 11. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. How easy could have Moses had it? Just remain Pharaoh's daughter. How rich, how easy of a life could have Moses lived? Choosing rather to suffer the affliction with God's people than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Esteeming the reproach of Christ. So Moses already back then was esteeming the reproach of Christ greater than greater, greater than riches that he could have had in Egypt. By faith, Moses forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. That's powerful. By faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood, lest he uh, who destroyed the firstborn, God, would touch them. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as the dry land, as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians, attempting to do so, were drowned. And then Hebrews, ends up, Hebrews chapter 11 ends this way. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they may obtain a better resurrection. Still others had trials of mockings and scourgings and chains and imprisonments. They were stoned. They were sawn in two, were tempted, were slain with a sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goats, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains and dens and caves of this earth. And all these, all those people who went before us, who God used them, and they laid their life down before they even saw the wonders of Jesus' death and resurrection that we've been able to experience. Listen to this. We have Christ. Jesus died and rose again in our era. We're on the sunny side of the cross. And this is where Hebrews chapter 11 ends. He said, all these people who went before us, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. God having provided something better for us that we should not be made perfect apart from us. So lay your life down for the battle and let God raise you up how he sees fit. Mm. Cheers to the king. Cheers. Good job, Gant. Mm. Right now I'd be hearing a psalm if you had picked a psalm to sing. All right. Someone needs to write a psalm to this. You know, write some music to this. You got a brother, That's right? That's what I'm doing. Music. Uh, yeah. All right. So we're going to go on the backstage and talk to Marcus Pittman a little bit. We're going to talk about the Trinity. Finally. Distribution. Lord TV. Y'all, y'all brought me here to talk about penises. <laughs> Trinity, art, and distribution in the backstage. So if you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics. Go to the app. Download the app and get all the good stuff that's in there. Backstage. And there's a lot of stuff. We'll see you guys backstage. Home. It's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. 
We are Chris Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country. Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy. Free men need to be able to protect their families. It's really sad to see people hurt, livelihoods destroyed, even homes destroyed, just to make a political point. Free men take action when churches face heartbreaking attacks. And while cowards stand idle, free men run towards the sound of gunshots when children are in danger. I'm so thankful for free men who stand ready with the tools of liberty.